Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You are now listening to Chuck Talk, hosted by me, Charlie, and my good friend and co-host, Zach. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Charles. How are you doing? It's almost my birthday, so can't yeah. be any better. Happy, happy early birthday to you. I'm doing Thanks. great. Um, yeah. Today, we are talking about the World Series um, between the Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros. Now, it's exciting. Not as exciting for either us. Uh, we're still going to watch it. Still going to be glued to the TV because it's the World Series, and who doesn't? Um, I know my team's not playing, or Zach's. Zach just missed out on it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, how about yourself, Zach? Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Red Sox are out, but for an overachieving season, um, not much to complain about. So I'm happy as a Red Sox fan. They made it even that far to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't. Also, I am a little sick, so if I sound a little different, that's why. Um, I'm on my Charles now. I'm on my uh, podcast flu game. Yeah, it kind of, what comes goes around comes around, I guess. But yeah, they gave it to me. Um, to move on to that, I just think if just the, the start off perfectly, I think is to go how crazy it is that these two teams are in the World Series. I think uh, even if you like the start of the season, the Houston Astros, just Justin Verlander was not going to be on the team this year. He's out with an arm injury for the year. Uh, And then even going into the uh, ALCS, uh, Lance McCullers is out, and I'm pretty sure he's not going to be playing this this series. Uh, The roster hasn't come out yet, so we don't know. Um, But, yeah, Zach, I don't know if you want to – you go ahead and say why it's crazy that the Braves are here uh, because of who they're missing. I mean, for me, obviously, I talked about this um, last podcast and all season, really. I mean, Acuna Jr. is out for the season, so – I mean, even when we and Charles went to a game, they were they were 61 and, and 61 after the game was over and we went. And so for them to, in 40 in 40 games, turn it around, win, you know, win their next 28 of their 40 next games or so. Uh, make make the postseason. And then to pop off and go to the World Series is already is pretty insane, especially considering the great GM job that they've done. I'm not sure if I know the GM by name. Um but just kind of like fill in, like Charles said, kind of fill in and replace Acuna Jr. with acquisitions. Uh, it's been pretty amazing. And a lot of players have stepped up, uh, not necessarily just in the postseason, but just in general. Um, I know Duvall's had a great season, uh, especially Dansby Swanson, too. He's really kind of broke out. And the people that they're missing, if you want to name a couple, uh, Mike Soroka isn't playing. And that might be one of the best young pitchers in baseball on top of Ronald Acuna Jr. So, I mean, the fact that they even made it this far, like I said, is insane. And Charles can get into more detail of, like, just who – why do you – who do you think really stood out in their postseason run if you want, but – No, yeah, you you hit it nail on. Um, spot on the head. Uh, with their accus- uh, accusations that they got, I mean, Jacques Peterson, uh, if they had handed out an MVP award in the DS, it easily would have went to him. He had a couple of big home runs in that. Um, and then Duvall has, he's had a, a couple of clutch home runs. Um, and he had a ni- really nice play. I believe it was game three or four where he robbed a home run, but the man I want to be highlighting and it's a no brainer to all Braves fans listening. And that is Eddie Rosario. Um, they traded, this is crazy. They traded Pablo Sandoval for him at the deadline. That's so sad. Is insane. But Panda. Uh, Eddie Rosario slashed a 560 average. So every other at bat, and even more than that, he was getting a base hit. Um, he had two late go ahead home runs. Um, 
including the one that clinched in the game in game six. Uh, he also had a walk-off single in game two. And then in game four, he was a double shy of the uh, second ever postseason cycle ever, right behind Brock Holt of the Boston Red Sox, that is. Um, but yeah, Eddie Rosario um, just outplayed himself, outplayed that anyone ever could do. I mean, even if Mike Trout was ever there, he would not do anything like that. Um, yeah, I, I think he's the, the man to highlight, and he deserves every um, praise he is going to get. No, and I think to tag on to that um, as well, I think you could argue he's even the DS winner as well. He's batting 478 for the playoffs so far too. So this isn't really a one-series thing, and it's really important for the Braves as well for him to keep it up in the World Series because if you look at the roster here for the – I'm looking at the World – not World Series, the postseason averages for each player on the team, and no other player besides Eddie Rosario is batting over 300. So they need someone to step up in this World Series if it's not going to be Rosario again. No, yeah, and I think one person that has gone very underrated throughout this whole season, and he will for MVP MVP votes at the end of the season, and that is Austin Riley. Um, I know he has the nickname Riley uh, 316, which is in reference to, um, gosh, my mind just went blank, a WWE wrestler. Um, Anyways, but yeah, Austin Riley, very underrated, very, very good, had a numerous amount of clutch hits in game one and game two that – Honestly, we're pretty big change, uh, changing points, changing points of the series, uh, especially being able to win the first two games at home. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I do want to throw in, if I had like an impact player, I, w- I would say MVP, but it's hard to pick a, an MVP based off of one game or performance. Um, but I'd pick Tyler Matzik. Um, if, if you didn't see that, I think it was the seventh inning or the eighth inning performance that he put on, um, you need to go watch it, honestly, highlights, because he comes in, no outs, second and third, people on second and third base because they put in Luke Jackson, which just right about Luke Jackson real quick. It seems that every time the Braves put him in, he likes to allow runs. And I think they need to stop putting him in, just take him out of the rotation for this one series because he's been eating them alive. Um, yeah, but Massey comes in. He uh, strikes out the side with guys in the second and third, no outs. And one of the people he's striking out, namely – uh, pool holes, which I know it's old pool holes, but still, you know, he's a veteran. He's clutch. He knows he knows the game. And then Mookie Betts, arguably one of the best players in baseball. And to come in and have that confidence to strike out the side, I think, could make him the MVP of the entire, like, uh, NLCS, honestly, for me. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, if you look, not to hurt you Brace fans' hearts, but if you look in years past, nine times out of ten, they're losing that game, and that's it's just what it is. And I, I can't even imagine being a Braves fan. I know you're holding uh, the couch, your tongue. You're holding everything that's within a five-foot radius of yourself. And he just went out there, had his balls at his ankles, and he did his thing. It it was amazing. It was, yeah, it was, it was one of the most exciting games I've seen this postseason, too, and it wasn't even like a walk-off victory or anything like that. And also, I do want to throw out – and uh, Mastix – I can't speak uh, – Mastix – Five series he's had um, in the postseason. His ERA is 142 with 31 strikeouts. So, if you, I mean, I don't know if he's even close to as good of a pitcher normally in the regular season, but to be able to perform like this consistently in the playoffs is something to think about if you're a team looking to grab someone if he ever becomes available on the free agency. No, yeah. Um, 
I do think the biggest question mark it is for the Braves before to get in the World Series. I know we both picked them to probably get embarrassed by the Brewers, uh, honestly, and that is because of their bullpen. Their bullpen coming into the season or coming into the postseason has been dreadful. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know Will Smith, every time I turn on a Braves game and he was trying to close out a game, there'd be one or two runners on second base, uh, first or second base, uh, and he'd be in a high pitch count. But that hasn't happened so far this postseason. Him uh, and Tyler Matzik have been the game changers for the Braves. Yeah, like I said, the only person that's honestly, really been a culprit has been Luke Jackson. So- and so has AJ Minter. AJ Minter has also had a really good postseason, which is not going, not being talked about enough. Um, and it's good for the Braves because that is the one piece they've always been missing for the last three or four years that they've been in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. And I think if they can get their hitters kind of going more or less in this World Series, it could be pretty scary for the Astros coming in. But if you want to start talking about the Astros, speaking of the Astros, um, one thing that they have really turned around in the last three games alone has been uh, their starting pitching. Because if you remember the first four games of the ALCS for them, the starting pitching, I think, allowed five runs apiece for the first four you know, pitchers. So, But then the last three, I mean, you had a performance by uh, uh, Framber Valdez. Obviously, I think he had a perfect game through what, eight? Not eight, uh, five? five? Five innings. Um, and he but, pitched eight innings, you know, which is was desperately needed by that team who whose bullpen has been, been depleted um, for most of that first couple games in the series too. So it was a really good, really big turnaround victory um, for them. And uh, if they can keep that going going into the World Series with the way that the racers have been hitting, it could be uh, a recipe for success for them. No, yeah, you, you said it spot on. Uh, when Framber. Uh, went into Fenway Park, the probably one of the toughest places to play baseball, especially in the postseason. Uh, and for him to go out there, and I believe he uh, pitched eight innings and only allowed two hits, um, just an all-time performance. Um, he honestly overshadowed the next player I want to talk about, and that is Jordan Alvarez, um, who had a really good game that game. He single-handedly knocked Chris Sale out of the ball game, um, But – to, to move on to that, I want to talk about Jordan Alvarez. Um, he was the AL, ALCS MVP, and I know the last two or three years, um, Jordan Alvarez has always been hyped as the next big thing. And I think this past CS, he is finally scratching the surface of what he can do when he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy because he's only been in the league for a couple of years too, so it'll be interesting to watch him grow as a player. And this is really is what second time in the postseason or third? Um, I believe it's second because he didn't play yeah. he only one game last year. So I mean, this is really his uh big experience in the playoffs and to be in the World Series this early in your career is uh gonna be great for someone like him that's gonna could potential to be one of the greatest of all time as is uh he continues that as his legacy here. Um and he is just what you need, you know, a home run power hitter, but also gets on base with a high average too. Um, I think the Astros really hit hit on that one. And that's something to speak about when you moving into this, uh, the way the Astros kind of have progressed and rebuilt um, as a team since 2011, the miserable days, if you remember the Astros in the AL Central, actually, or NL Central, am I mistaken? Um, yeah, NL Central. So, you know, they come in and they're winning 50 games a year for three years in a row in a span of, you know, four years. 
And then they move over to the AL West and they've been rebuilding through those top picks and they retain those top picks and they slowly rebuilt their team, slowly getting 80 wins, 90 wins, and then they're a 100 win team for a couple years in a row. And with that, the consistency on their team has been really crazy too. They've they've uh, made the ALCS at least in five straight seasons, uh, especially like, and that's especially impressive considering last year where they finished under 500 and still almost made their World Series. They lost in seven. Um, so it's really interesting to see like proof of like the rebuild tank process actually working in the Astros. And I hate the Astros personally, just because of the cheating scandals that they have, but it is really cool to see a team follow that rebuild process for someone like me that likes that, like likes looking at that, like likes money ball, stuff like that. No, you're right. Um, I do one thing. I think the Astros, um, I know I said to start, they're surprising a lot of people. I mean, no one really, Pick, uh, pick them to win their division, which they did, or even go that far in the playoffs, at least at the start of the season. Um, and then at the trade deadline, they really didn't pick up any key guys. I mean, they picked up one key guy who I want to highlight, and that is Kendall Graveman. Uh, they got him from the Seattle Mariners for Abraham Toro. Um, and I just think that solidifies the one thing that they need in their bullpen is that is a he, – he can be a closer, but it's a guy that you want in their key situations in – I think that was very apparent uh, in the Red Sox series. I know they were losing two to one in the bottom of the seventh, and they brought him on. I think a couple of guys were on, and he went out there and did his thing, and then the Astros later came back to win that game. Um, I do think that is a key matchup um, to look forward to in this World Series is Kendall Graveman. Yeah, and, you know, I want to highlight, I mean, another not key matchup, but maybe another key player that's really important for his success to continue if they want to win those World Series too, and that's uh, – Christian, I'm assuming it's Javier. Um, uh, he, he came on, if you remember, in that 2-1 game as well that you know ended up being 9-2, but it was 2-1 all the way to the top of the ninth inning. Uh, and he had a crucial three-inning stretch where he didn't allow a single run, only two hits and three strikeouts, and really helped hold that game after they pulled the starter early um, to help help them win that game as well, like you said, with uh, Graveman. So uh, their bullpen has been really stout which I guess never has been a question for the Astros, but, you know, it's really been impressive. Uh, and if you, speaking of Javier, you know, he, he's come in and in this playoffs alone, his last three games, he's pitched uh, almost eight innings and he's had 13 strikeouts and three hits. So if he can keep up his stretch right now, then, and to keep holding these games in the middle ground and keeping it from getting worse or keeping it like keeping the lead, then that's what wins your games, you know? And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about when they think of why does an MLT that would be team win. And a lot of it comes from your bullpen being able to hold those leads or keep the deficit at one or two. So that's going to be my key thing to look at is watching their, this Astros bullpen uh, progress. And I do want to transition that for a question to you, Charles, and and that uh, we have two teams here, obviously that maybe shouldn't be here, I guess is the wrong way to say, it, but are overachieving, I guess you could say. Um, what do you think the key match, like the key thing is for each team in order for them to win? Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with two different answers. Um, one thing I'm, I'm looking forward to will be um, there's going to be a couple of situations where I think Jordan is going to be up at bat, uh, and they're going to bring in either A.J. Minter or Matzik to face him. And you think lefty on lefty matchup, you're happy with that. But Jordan is statistically a good hitter against lefties. So that is one thing. And then I think the other two, two things is – What's going to win this? Whoever's going to win the World Series is going to go off their starting pitching. Um, I know 
the Braves have a good pitcher in Max Freed, and then Ian Anderson and Charlie Morton are what they present. I know Ian Anderson has a pretty good ERA in the postseason over the last two years. I think he's only allowed two runs in the last couple of games he's pitched uh, between this year and last year. Uh, and Charlie Morton, um, he really doesn't throw high heat anymore, and that is a recipe for disaster against the Astros, um, a team that I think loves the fastball, uh, especially Jose Altuve. Um that is another player who I, I hate, but even if he doesn't, even if he does cheat, he's still good. But yeah, um, I want you to, you want you to answer your own question now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with some key things that I want to see from both teams, and and that's I want to see the starting pitching for the Astros continue because it, it really has been bad. That people, we don't want to forget that first stretch there against the Red Sox, you know. And I think a key part of that is Zach Greinke needs to get going. Uh, he he's he's pitched no more than 2.1 innings um, in the postseason so far. And that's largely because he's getting uh, pulled early in the Red Sox game or they just don't even want to start him because he's been uh, so abysmal. His ERA is 7.71 in the postseason. So, and he didn't have a great regular season himself either. He, he had a, uh, I think almost a four ERA for the season. You know, so that's someone they really need to get going if they want to get that starting pitching uh, on the move because he's going to start like a crucial game three or four probably, right? So Yeah, especially you know, with yeah. Lance McCullers so not playing. He Yeah, he really needs to step up uh, for them to get the, or get an early early lead or they got out of a deficit because, you know, the Braves like to start hot. So I think, I guess in general, the starting pitching, like you said, for me, but also we need to see the hitters for the Braves get going on the other side. We need to see that roster – really start getting consistent and getting on base because the only person doing that is Eddie Rosario. Um, and they need to see Freddie Freeman get more productive in my opinion too. So that would be yeah. a key player, player to watch on the Braves side. He did start tuning it up at the end of the series, but I know the first two games, I think he's 0 for 9 with seven strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Which That's like your franchise cornerstone, you know, it, it besides is. Acuna. But I think before we get into the, um, the who are predictions uh, for the World Series and the World Series MVP, I'm going to throw out, couple of stats. So the Braves are 0-8 in their – I'm going to do it differently first. So the last five times the Braves and the Astros have meet in the playoffs, um, the Braves won in 97, 99, and 2001. And in 2004 and 2005, the Astros beat the Braves in, in the playoffs. And to follow that up, a little concerning for you Braves fans, the Braves are 0-8 in the last eight World Series games. Yes, those were in the late 1990s, and that was against the Yankees dynasty. Um, yeah, I, that's the one thing. I mean, it has no correlation, and it was almost 20 years ago. I think it was 16 years ago, from to be exact. Um, yeah, just 0 and 8 in the last world. Uh, 0 and 8 in the last World Series games. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And, and with those stats, if you want to end this off with a little uh, postseason prediction here, just like the final one, uh, World Series. <laughs> Okay, the so game, the game count and then the winner. And anything so else you want to add? For my last couple of um, predictions, no matter what the sport is, it hasn't been good. So for that sake, yeah, no. I'm going to pick the Astros in seven. Um, yeah. Doing that for the sake of you Braves fans, I'm hoping you come back and thank me and not rub it in my face that your team won a World Series because I know that's going to happen. Um, but I am going to pick Alex Bregman as my World Series MVP. He's had a pretty quiet um, MVP. Uh, sorry, pretty pretty quiet uh, postseason that is uh, so far. I think you might have to agree with me. He hasn't really had that many big hits. 
which is why I think he is going to go off. But with the you know, and with the depth of that lineup, though, you know, he doesn't need to is a thing. So if he gets going, you know, that could really be like he, that's like you said, the difference maker in a series where um, that lineup is so is so good. Honestly, they could really get it done anyway. Um, and for me, I'm gonna have to pick. Uh, I'm gonna go Braves in seven. And I, I'm I'm gonna call it like this. I think they're gonna go up two zero. Um, I don't know if they start on the road or away. Um, they start on the road. Yeah. So they're and I think that in the most in the most Braves fashion possible, they'll lose the next three. So it'll be three two Braves, and then the Braves, um, the opposite of what they normally do, they're gonna fight back, call back a four three victory, and for MVP, um, I'm gonna pick Dansby Swanson. Mm, I um, like. I know the girls I, listening will also like that. Play. Yes, I think he's going to hit some clutch home runs in games like five, six, or seven, and it's going to make them make him the MVP because it's going to be maybe not a great uh, series for him, but home runs are going to be clutch. That's what I would think because he's good at hitting home runs and uh, and okay in the field. So that that's it for me um, in terms of predictions. If you have anything else to say, Charles, then otherwise we're good to go. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's perfect to wrap it up. Um, I wish nothing but a good World Series uh, for whoever you're listening to that you're a fan of. Yeah. If you don't mind, uh, just if you have any requests about what we should talk about, what you didn't like us talking about, uh, send us a message on Instagram or Twitter at ChuckTalk underscore. Um, yeah, leave a like, review. Um, if you have any more recommendations, if you want to come on the show, just let us know. Thank you and have a blessed day.